Hi, welcome to episode six of Contemplating Creativity. My guest for this episode is Nigerian-British poet, screenwriter, actor and performer, Tifa Kashoro. In 2021, Tifa was announced as a Jerwood new playwright by the Royal Court Theatre, as well as one of the BBC's London Voices for the same year. In October 2023, she was commissioned by the Poetry Society to write the official poem celebrating Illuminated River, a major public artwork across the Thames. The resulting poem, I Would Rather Look at You, describes a nighttime journey from London Bridge to Lambeth Bridge and perfectly captures the art commission with humour and a sense of wonder. Tiffa and I discussed how her enjoyment of the creative process, along with her perfectionist streak, easily push her through failure. Her range of influences, including Marsha P. Johnson, Linton Quessy Johnson, Barry Jenkins, and Michaela Cole's Channel 4 sitcom Chewing Gum. Now her goal is always to replicate the feeling she experiences when enjoying other artworks. As always, if you enjoy this and other episodes, please take a few seconds to rate and follow the podcast. Thanks. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I've just been um, reading your biography for the hundredth time in preparation of this, thinking <laughs> there's so much there. There's just so many achievements and uh, commissions and awards. So uh, I wonder if you could start by just explaining. You were born in Lagos, Nigeria, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then moved to the UK. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you could sort of tell the story of how that happened and at what point you realised you were a writer or that you wanted to be creative in some capacity? Uh, yeah, so I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, um, and then um, moved to the UK with my family when I was about nine or ten. Um, and it was for like the general reasons. I think that people like migrate. Um, my parents like wanted to um, find like a better life and education mm-hmm. for my brother and I, um, and so that was what brought us here. Um, but I feel like. Um, I always like wanted to be creative in some way as a kid um, and it was different things but writing felt like the thing that made most sense like the thing that when I tried it just felt natural and comfortable and that I enjoyed but also like somehow felt like oh I found like my language in the world mm-hmm. almost. Um, I used to like write little poems like when I was a kid um, that were always like generally quite terrible um but I found that um I enjoyed it as a way to express myself and feelings about the world um and and myself um so yeah I feel like that was sort of that those were the beginnings of like my writing journey um and I just yeah I stuck with it I guess so yeah you said that you started just sensing that you were creative and you tried all sorts of things first mm-hmm. is that correct so what kinds of things did you try before yeah. and amongst the writing <laughs> um I wanted to be uh I wanted to be a musician for a while um I wanted to be a dancer um I also I wanted to be like a some kind of visual artist like I used to draw um but it felt like um whilst I enjoyed a lot of those things I feel like when I when I tried writing it was like oh no this is the one right um, yeah I feel like even now, um, all, all those other things still kind of like linger in the background of like, oh, that's something that I would love to go back to or something that I would like yeah. 
have to um, improve on or learn even more or try and find a way to channel that into into the ways that I work now. Um, but like you can't do everything in one lifetime, no. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so what... So, um... What age was it that you suddenly sort of settled on the writing? And what was it about writing that made you settle on that? Um, I would say maybe like early secondary school. So uh, around like 12, 13, um, I uh, started a um, blog. Um, it was like a little blogspot blog um, where I would just like write poems um, about like whatever I was feeling. Um, and uh, I would also like read other people's poems or that had like poetry blogs as well. And I that um, at the time, because I think when you're in that like adolescent age, the world feels really big and like a lot of feelings feel quite um, overwhelming and you can feel quite isolated, which was a lot of the ways that I felt. Um, and it definitely was writing online and also sharing work online and like reading other people's work online um felt like a way to connect with the world a little better um and to like build a sort of like little community um and I feel like it was the first time where I was seeing oh like I'm not I'm writing for myself but also somehow this writing that I'm doing for myself is like connecting um with the world around me and that felt mm. like really uh it it kind of made me want to keep doing it uh, and made me feel like, oh, this is the, this is the thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And you said that you, you, a lot of them, you, I think you said were rubbish. I don't know what you just said, that they were <laughs> not good. What, <laughs> most people, well, not most, but a lot of people would just pack it in when some of their poems or what they'd written was rubbish, but you kept going. What? Yeah. what's your relationship with failure how do you keep, um, how did you why did you keep pushing through those rubbish yeah I, I don't know I feel like looking back now is when I can say oh these poems weren't good but I feel like at the time just because of the feeling that I was getting when I was writing them I think it was mainly the the feeling feelings of like joy and of like um of really enjoying the process was what kept me going where it felt like even if you know a thousand people aren't reading this, it, that's that doesn't feel like the reason. The reason feels like I'm like finding something within myself, and that at the time felt enough to to keep me going. Um, and I feel like with failure in general, um, I'm like a, I'm quite a bad perfectionist, and so right. I, if I feel like I'm failing, I will just keep doing it again and again until I feel right. like I, right. I just I feel like right. I don't find it easy leaving things alone so I just um if I'm bad at something I'll just like force myself to become good in some way until I can be like okay that's I'm settled on that now <laughs> um, right. oh, and what was your I mean you probably got your own gauge of what you think is good or bad but you're getting feedback and encouragement from other people such as your parents teachers friends as to when it was good and just things that just helped you keep going through that yeah yeah I feel like I got a lot of positive feedback definitely through school um and that really made me feel like again like that like writing was something that I wanted to keep going with and that um was making me feel good about myself um and 
that was also like connecting with other people. So that that really like I don't know that really kept the feeling going. Um, yeah, yeah. And my parents, I think my parents, um, I, as a kid, like they they um, are very like immigrant Nigerian parents, where it was like the focus had to be like academic work and like going to university and getting a good job that could um, provide you with a stable future. And so mm. in terms of my writing, sometimes they didn't really pay much attention to that. Um, but I think that when they could sense that there was something that I was doing that I was really enjoying um, and that was bringing me a lot of like comfort in life, I feel like they, yeah, got on board with it. Yeah. And did they, what's their background? Are they, what, kind of jobs that they work in were they creative in any way or was are you the first person in your family to have a creative slant yeah um, my parents they didn't have creative jobs or anything um growing up they both worked in care um and now also still both work in like the care and um healthcare industry um uh and maybe they were creative in like the background um mm. in ways that maybe they had to stifle because of life um and because of things like having to provide for for a family and stuff like that and sometimes I wish I did see um more of their creative side um because I think that is there and I feel like it's there in most people um yeah my uh, uh previous guest on the podcast suggested that he did well he said that he'd heard uh or read a quote that suggested there was a superpower to being from an immigrant family that uh, helped build resilience and the ability to deal with uncertainty. But do you find that that move from Lagos to the UK, you had to build some kind of resilience that fed into that ability to cope with the failures? Yeah. Experience? Yeah, I would say definitely. Um, definitely. I feel like it's such a big like transition for someone at that age sort of like the, that like just coming into the world and it definitely created a lot of feelings and a lot of tension between myself and the world that felt necessary to put somewhere and so a lot of the time that came out in writing um and like even now I feel like um my cultural background and experiences um is a place that I draw from a lot to mm-hmm. Uh, express myself and so it feels like it's always it's always there um it's it's the it's feels like a massive part of my perspective um and the way that I look at the world um so yeah yeah I will say that that has influenced um influenced my creativity quite a lot um yeah and also maybe I guess the set the feeling of like not coming from a family that is creative or that pushed me to be creative, um, that um, sort of like desire within myself, um, I feel like was amplified because I didn't have um, sort of a, a blueprint of like how to move forward or or um, how to be creative. I had to sort of like try and find that for myself and be active in that way um yeah and it sounds like you that's kind of exploded recently that you're trying to be so creative in so many ways you've kind of almost gone back to that um 
having lots of interest you've since started writing you've become an actor performer so you're a poet playwright screenwriter all these things and they've all i take it they've all born, been born out of the epicenter of writing is that right yeah yeah actually um yeah i feel like they've all sort of almost like grew at the same time sort of um when i started trying to actively like pursue writing um writing for performance and like plays and um screen and stuff that came from even though i was writing before that and writing uh, prose and poetry um i also really wanted to be an actor just like as like one of those mm. like things um from being a kid of like wanting to be creative in a different kind of way um and i came across a, a tv show um and felt really inspired by it and then uh looked up the writer and it turned out the writer had written a play and that was how the writer became an actor and i was right. like oh, right. maybe what this was... yeah <laughs> what was the tv show and what was the play it was um it was chewing gum by michaela right. cole yeah that was on channel four at the time yeah. and i think i was in um i was in sick form and uh it felt like oh um i suddenly discovered that writing could be a thing that could lead me into into also being an actor and so when i started writing plays i wanted to write for myself to perform um but then like never really ended up doing that it always ended up being me writing plays for other people to perform and sort of like running away from the desire to perform myself um but um acting still kind of grew in itself as a separate thing um I feel like um yeah the the poetry and the playwriting and screenwriting and acting like all somehow come from the same place um mm. uh yeah and you feel like you get an equal sense of creative a completeness in your creativity from all of those things or do you feel that one of them is your real creative outlet and the others support it um it feels like writing um is a main creative outlet and like the um the performing or the acting kind of supports that um yeah yeah um yeah i feel like sometimes with writing it feels like with writing whether that's like playwriting or poetry um or anything else it feels like i can find more uh autonomy and more like mm. uh creative control and more mm. sense of this is this, this is what I want to say or put out into the world whereas sometimes with acting or performing in other ways there's a lot of relying on the outside world to um to be able to do something um and so sometimes I feel like when that happens I turn turn to writing as a way to um right a voice or a space for myself yeah yeah sure so you've just recently been commissioned to write a poem for the London artwork across the Thames called Illuminated River. You've written the poem, I Would Rather Look at You. And in that, you reference the filmmaker Barry Jenkins. Mm -hmm. So I assume that he's a big influence. How do you balance? You seem to have a real sense of personal identity, yet you've got these references these references these um influences how do you balance that 
Yeah, um, uh, with Barry Jenkins, um, his film Moonlight is maybe my favourite film. Uh, and I think it was the sense of watching it and um, just feeling like I'd never, feeling so moved. Um, and I feel like when I experience pieces of art or pieces of writing um, like that, that moved me, it always feels like I... I remember like that that's the feeling that I would love to be able to create with my own work um and I feel like I'm definitely very very influenced by other um writers and other artists and other pieces of art that I come across and it's always the ones that have like evoked a really strong emotional reaction in me that like make me uh feel like oh that's something that I would love to be able to somehow recreate or somehow channel that that feeling um and in terms of like how finding the balance of having my own voice and being influenced by others um I don't I don't know it always feels like um I'm not sure how I hold the balance but I feel like I mostly just think about the how to like wanting to be able to recreate the feeling that I got from mm. from uh, experiencing their work, but not not in a sense like wanting to copy their work or like wanting to my work to be exactly that. It's more about like the the feeling that I got. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that sense of emotion, I'm very interested myself in how that can be a way of um influencing change that sort of the fact that that artwork can affect people on an emotional level in a way that so many other things can't in terms of persuasion and influence and it sounds from reading your biography like you well you actually also referenced some other influences people that were you share a birthday with uh, marsha p johnson Linton Kwesi Johnson, who are activists. And I wonder if you are, you feel like you need to be an activist to an extent and use your artwork to sort of try try and affect change in society. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like I don't consider myself an activist with my work, um, but I do always, I feel like with things that I write, especially sometimes when it comes to um, writing theatre or writing for screen, um, that um, those themes of like social change or um, political themes always sort of like drip into my work. And it's, yeah. um, it feels like an, another part of like my perspective on the world, sort of like moving through the world as like a, as a black woman, um, it is, those are things that I think about constantly. Um, and I feel like the way that I approach it is primarily from like trying to create an emotional connection rather than um, trying to uh, change uh, change the world in a big way um, with mm. my work. I feel like it comes from a place of if I can move move somebody emotionally in some way and maybe affect the way that they see the world or make them see something from a slightly different angle, then 
that can be like a, my small contribution to to society. Um, I don't I don't know if I fully believe that like little old me with like my poems or plays can ever really um, like shake the world in a massive way. But I know that from my experience and the things, the pieces of art that I have consumed that have like really deeply moved me, I know that's possible like on a personal level. And so mostly if if anything, I if I can connect emotionally, um, that feels like enough. And that feels like it may be doing something. Um, yeah, but I definitely am always like inspired by the bravery and the like conviction of of people like uh, Linda Quasi Johnson and Marsha P Johnson and uh, artists that are like very vocal um, about uh, uh, the ways that they want to change the world. Um, yeah, I imagine that the amount of commissions you've had recently, the amount of different things you do, the amount of awards you've been nominated for and won recently must is does that seem quite overwhelming does that affect does that then feedback in and affect the work you're doing now yeah sometimes sometimes it does um i think sometimes it gives me a lot of like confidence and a lot of like um a feeling of some some i'm doing something right or something in my work is connecting um for like these things to be happening or to, for me to be getting commissioned and things um but sometimes definitely there is uh uh sort of I sometimes feel a pressure to maybe say yes to everything uh or feel like um because a lot of opportunities are coming in like I need to grab them otherwise they're gonna mm. like go somewhere and and yeah. uh I will like self-sabotage myself or something um but um yeah so sometimes it it can get a little bit overwhelming um and I just try and, I don't know, try and like ground myself in the feeling of wanting to write and wanting to create for myself and wanting to write the things that I care about and the things that inspire me in hopes that they will connect with other people instead of writing from a perspective of wanting to impress people. Um, because thinking about impressing people or um uh yeah yeah I feel the pressure in that way <laughs> and do you go through what's the let's take for example um I would rather look at you when you got that commission that can be slightly daunting I suppose what's the process you go through and do you always go through the same process or is it different every time what was the process you went through for that in terms of sitting down with a blank page and saying right I've got to write this poem yeah um it, it the process I think is different every time um and when I got that commission it was the first poetry commission that I'd gotten um and so it did feel quite like oh um how how do I approach this and because it was for the artwork and had a very I guess specific theme to it um I hadn't ever written poetry in that way before um, of like trying to write something around a very specific thing or for a very specific purpose. So it was interesting to, to do that. And I started by sort of like 
looking at the artwork and uh, trying to get a sense of what it made me feel and my personal connection to the Thames or to, to how, how that makes me feel. Um, because I thought that if I write from a personal place, then that will more easily connect. Um, and so that was what I did. I like tried to think about, um, I pictured a scene with uh, two people who care about each other very much experiencing the artwork together. Um, and that just felt like something that made, made sense. Uh, and so I, I did that and did a couple of drafts of that um, and, until it was what it was. Um, yeah. Do you remember when that, when that concept dawned on you? Do you remember the point at which that yeah, idea um, came to you? Yeah, I think it was from walking walking along the river. Um, yeah, it was from walking along the river. Um, the first time I walked uh, along the river um, was with Sarah Gaventa, um, who uh, uh, commissioned the artwork. Um, and uh, I learned a lot about the river and the bridges, um, like historically and their significance um, to the city. Um, which was a lot of stuff that I'd never thought about or known before. And a lot of ideas started coming from that, um, that were very interesting. But the, the place that I ultimately went back to was the feeling of, oh, like I was walking along this like really beautiful river and looking and, and feeling London and like, who would I want to be doing this with? And what feeling would I want to... Um, yeah, what feeling do I want somebody else to feel if they if they were to read this poem? And that was what I gravitated back to, yeah. Mm. And do you go through those kinds of processes all the time? Are you conscious of when you have to just leave things and go away and clear your head and take some space? And do you actively put those processes into place in in your sort of working phases? Yeah, I feel like I'm quite um, a messy writer um in that sometimes I don't like schedule time or like actually put uh rigid like things into place of like uh this is when I write or this is when I'll like go away and let things percolate and things like that um it just I feel like I just like let it happen when it happens um and I definitely feel like because I'm I'm very slow when I write and that's always because it like I feel like it takes time for an idea or a feeling to like fully settle before I know what it is and know how to translate it almost um if that makes sense yeah totally does the pressure of a deadline for a commission make a difference to that though or do you say listen I'm a slow writer you're gonna have to give me a longer <laughs> deadline <laughs> yeah no the pressure the pressure of deadlines definitely helps um, but I somehow always managed to leave things to the last minute. But then I, I guess I realised that um, from getting the commission to the deadline, it will the the first maybe like three quarters of the time is me doing nothing except thinking about what I'm gonna write or whatever. Um, and then the last like quarter of the time is the like oh god the pressure's on. But I've already because I've taken that like first part of the time to think about it um it's it like it comes out in the end um yeah 
as that perfectionist you said you were that needs to just rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, that doesn't give you much time to rewrite <laughs> if you don't think it's perfect, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that I also like plan quite a lot um beforehand, like both in my head and some and on paper as well. Mm. So by the time that I've written what would be a first draft, sometimes to, to another writer that may be like the third or fourth because it's like sort of changed lives somewhere mm. along along mm. the line um but yeah definitely like I always regret leaving leaving things to the last minute um but also I find that um the way that deadlines are set up uh allow for when I've handed something in to be able to edit it afterwards after it's like gone back to whoever commissioned it and they've yeah. got opinions or like uh notes and stuff so there is always an opportunity to redraft after that also yeah that must be a different experience to then get someone's opinion back and do you ever get opinions saying this is not what we wanted or we don't like this that this or that element of it and you have to swallow that and go back and amend things yeah sometimes sometimes definitely um but i think i always try and like with permissions that are specific, uh, try and figure out what the vibe is beforehand so there's less of a chance of that. Um, but sometimes definitely, like, no matter how much I think something might be like a masterpiece, like, once I get the feedback, there's always uh, something that doesn't work or, like, something mm. that I need to reconsider, which... I feel like maybe earlier on in my writing journey would have frustrated me a bit, but mm. now I just see it as part of the process and it's never really finished until it's someone's seen it. Um, yeah. And there's always something that can, can change or something that can be better. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel that moving from being younger, going through school, being at university, having a lot more freedom and a lot more time, do you feel like it's really honed your skills and you've improved from having those deadlines and that feedback? Or do you feel like sometimes it's a bit too much of a constraint? Um, I definitely feel like it's something that's helped me grow more than more than it feels like a constraint. Um, yeah, I think I find a lot of value in being able to get feedback um, and having opportunities to like hone my craft or like get better at things because even though I feel like I've been able to like build experience there's always there's always ways there's always things that I don't know and there's always um techniques or like um uh yeah there's always something that can I can learn like the the learning really isn't ever finished um so yeah. do you so do you feel now that you've had a certain amount of success do you feel confident like I am a writer um and every time you think I can do this or do you still have a sense of I'm a fraud I've got imposter <laughs> syndrome um <laughs> yeah how do you feel that um the imposter syndrome definitely is still there and it's like a it feels like something that I always have to battle with I'm like no I have to I am a writer and I am a reasonably good one. Um, but there is sometimes always that voice of like, oh God, maybe I've had my last good idea and everything after that is mm. not going to be 
interesting um, or like sometimes definitely it feels, especially with poetry for some reason that whenever I write a good poem, it's an accident. And I always worry that I won't be able to (laughs) repeat the same accident another time. Um, Or like, so those feelings definitely are still there. And and I just have to like reassure myself that it's fine. And that I got this far. So hopefully I'll be fine. (laughs) In a way, in a way, they are accidents, right? (laughs) Um, And you're just good at having, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) replicating the same kind of accident again and again i think that's probably the story for lots of artists and writers and all sorts um do you find the process of writing enjoyable from start to finish or do you sometimes find it painful but you just know you've got to go through it to get to the end point when you're going to be really excited by seeing the finished product yeah sometimes it's it's a bit of both some it is at the same time enjoyable as it is painful i think um especially sometimes when I leave things to last minute that can be very like uh painful to go through and I always like think why did I do this um but um I think the feeling of yeah what what it might be by the end makes it feel like it's it it will be worth it like the the however painful it feels um yeah um I was gonna say I think that um the the journey it sounds so like cliche to say but like the journey is also um yeah enjoyable (laughs) so what what are the most painful elements of trying to write poem are there some elements that are more painful than others um yeah sometimes like because poetry um is so, uh, can be so specific sometimes, like finding the exact word to translate the exact feeling that you're trying to um, write that makes sense on different levels can be hard. Um, I feel like I have like the thesaurus tab on my Mm. constantly open because there can always be like a better word where I just haven't found the right one. Um, So that can be difficult. also, sometimes I think the idea for a poem in my head sometimes is better than what the poem ends up being. And that can be frustrating. Um, yeah, so there's, yeah, different parts of it um, can be. So the, the idea of using a thesaurus brings mm-hmm. me to what techniques, that's a very basic technique, but techniques, do you use techniques to try and break that kind of creative block? I think it could be easy for someone that doesn't write poetry to think that using a thesaurus is cheating because we imagine <laughs> that all this stuff just comes from your brain because you're so creative. But using things like a thesaurus and a dictionary and maybe some kind of word games almost can stimulate you. Do you do things like that to um, break that block and stimulate your creativity? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of things that I've learned through doing like workshops that always help and that I like go back to things like rewriting, which is basically just like writing for a while, whatever comes to your mind. And that sort of uh, releases some creative juices. Um, definitely uh, like reading a lot also I found like helps me. Like whenever I feel like I've 
I'm stuck on a poem or on any piece of writing, I'll just like take a break and like read uh, some other writers that have written similar things just to feel like inspired or see see a different way uh, of doing it. Um, yeah, so there are things. It never comes from like a... Um, there's always work involved. It, it, um, I wish it came like magically and I just like knew all the cool words and all the cool ways to do things, but I don't. Um, um, are you, do you do things to just generally uh, inspire you and feed into your influences? Do you travel a lot? Do you, you say you read a lot? Do you, do you consciously try and do things to keep your creative brain fueled? Yeah, I try to, I try to, um, yeah, but m mostly I would say the thing is like reading and watching a lot of theatre, I find really inspiring, um, yeah, and music, um, listening to music uh, also always really helps me in terms of coming up with ideas, sometimes I'll like listen to a song and there's like an image in my head that I really want to pursue. So I, I find inspiration from, from things like that. Um, yeah. 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 Interesting that you can be inspired by something that's not writing at all, like music. That's not just like instrumental music can yeah. inspire you to write a written word. You find that that you get getting inspiration for something that's not related at all to, to yeah. your writing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes even more so than reading um, to get inspiration. <clears throat> sometimes m music is the main the main thing. Um, yeah, I think maybe because of how sometimes how open it feels or how I guess interpretive it is. Maybe mm. that um sometimes it's not even what exactly the songwriter has written but like mm. just a specific bit in the music that made me feel a specific thing or have a specific mm. memory and that like opens something up that can mm. unfold in some way in my own work um yeah 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 I think it is changing the way your brain is working certainly will be changing it from the uh focus convergent way of thinking that you might be coming up with to using a thesaurus and finding the word structure to suddenly it forces your brain to be more divergent and opens it up yeah. to and that's when the ideas will come to you I suppose so that's that's really interesting um you've said that your current focus is on black womanhood community and coming of age what are the aspects of those three things that you're focusing on um uh with coming of age for some reason uh with uh, my writing both in poetry and writing for performance um I always either write characters that are in a sort of like coming into adulthood or um uh in that sort of like late teenage early uh, adulthood stage because it feels like I don't know it feels like such a rich place to like draw from sometimes and it feels like uh it feels like we're all coming of age in some way like no matter how old we are like that 
there are um there are memories or moments in in our lives that feel like that really changed us in some way or that really um affected us and sometimes those are placed a lot in that stage of for me anyway um that's where a lot of those feelings and those um things came from so I sort of always gravitate towards that area um and I always uh write from a black female perspective because that's who I am and that's how I see the world and also I feel like if 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 I don't write from that perspective then who will um because uh it's important to I feel like write for myself and for people like me um and sort of to like write myself into the world some way or mm. write my experience into the world in some way um yeah and with community uh that comes into my work a lot like because it it feels like it's always characters finding themselves in somebody else or in in the world around them and how the world around us sort of like shapes us and what we feel and how we think um it always sometimes I especially with plays and with writing for screen um it always starts with off with a character that feels alone but just like realizes along the way that they're never alone which is really cheesy but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like is um feels true to how I see the world at the moment so yeah Yeah. I just like gravitate towards those things and do you so have you always felt confident to write from your own perspective yeah I mean I feel like it always felt like the natural thing to do or the what else what else would I write about almost um especially in like the early stages of writing like it just felt like well if I if I don't write about me or about my experience or about characters like myself then who like what else is there to be like everything else would feel um almost like fabricated and Mm. that I don't know I think yeah that didn't really sit that wasn't where I wanted to sit in at the time um but yeah I I don't know if I've ever felt like super confident about it of like oh you know um people will want to listen to this or people will want to hear what I have Mm. to say um it was more I just feel like I want to say it um, yeah if if there's someone that will listen then that is amazing <laughs> um yeah yeah I think that's something that Sam from my last episode was saying also that there was this phase he went through where to an extent he was trying to write for the audience mm-hmm. and when he switched to just trying to write what he wanted to write and write for himself not only was that more fulfilling but actually it was a result that it was also more successful it was more popular um and if you try to write for your audience it's rarely really the thing that's going to make you successful um writing from your own point perspective always tends to result in more success i think people it resonates with people more than than we expect yeah i think so too um i think so too well thanks so much for for joining me it's been really enjoyable super fascinating and congratulations on all of those successes commissions awards 
uh, I'm sure you're going to go on to have loads more. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. you. Cheers. Take care. Bye.